Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode number 128. That is 128 of Wings, Beers, and Tears. We are your one-stop shopping for DMV Sports Talk. We got we got quite the crowd in the studio today. The dogs are fucking going crazy. Major is so excited <laughs> to talk about the draft. Uh, uh, I am Todd, and my partner in crime, as always, is Jerry. What's going on, brother? What's happening, man? Uh, just kicking it, man. I don't think I've ever cheered so loud as when the Bruins lost. <laughs> I was I was watching overtime with Holly, and we were just sitting in bed, <sighs> and and I was like, you don't understand. I mean, I know how these fans in Boston are feeling because all I kept remembering was the Montreal series, right? When, oh yeah. When the Caps were the greatest thing since sliced bread and lost in seven. Hundred percent, man. So we'll bring it full circle to uh to the Caps talk a little bit to tie in the DMV part of it. But we're gonna spend the most of the day on uh on the Commanders and the Ravens. Lots of news to talk about. Not only the draft, but you've got the uh, Lamar Jackson news. Um, yeah. So you know, Dude, we got a I'm lot. Gonna t- I'm gonna tell you this. The Ravens were transformed in one day from this is a team is dysfunction. Nobody wants to be there, or Lamar doesn't want to be there. To after the day, they're maybe one of the best offenses in the league. Jerry, it is a tale of two franchises, and yeah. again, we'll get to it here in our in our second part. But if Washington is the cursed franchise, the Ravens are the blessed franchise. Right. I swear to God, man. Now you make your own luck too. They're yeah. well run, and sure. and uh, they deserve it. So you know, we'll get into all of that. But first, let's uh, talk a little NHL action. So. Round one of the NHL is complete, and it was not without drama. God, I fucking love the NHL playoffs. It's so much fun. Even though the Caps aren't in it, we're going to tie this back to the Caps just a little bit, and we'll, we'll start with the absolute greatest first-round series of this particular playoffs, the eight-seed Florida against the record-setting Boston Bruins. Record-setting. Record-setting. 65 wins. Greatest team in In 82 history. games. 65 wins. Seven. The most points in the history of the NHL. Seven losses all year at yes. home. And at those home. dudes just lost a 3-1 series lead and lost in overtime at home to Florida, who made it into the playoffs in the last two games of the regular season. Unfucking believable Man, sports are fucking great, dude. I always say it, they're so humbling, right? It just they bring you back down to earth. And, I mean, talk about a stunned fan base. And I, you, you mentioned, you know, the... We, as Caps fans, are, know all too well about collapses and about failed expectations, et cetera. But the, um, uh, the, the version of Japer's Rink up in Boston, they had a post after the 2010 series, and it was, you know, worst collapse of all time, not even close, should be ashamed of yourselves. To, <laughs> and like nine out of ten of the, of the hardcore Japer's posters were like, we don't even have to fucking say anything. <laughs> We're like, dude, yeah. A, we know how you feel so we can commiserate, but B, this one fucking took the cake. Yeah. This was bad. Um, I mean, so- I, I, the only thing I will say is I did say, because you asked who's going to beat Boston. I said, I don't know, but I think it's going to be somebody because I don't think they're going to win a Stanley Cup with Olmark and Swayman. You're right. The goalies and the goalies just weren't great. You were right. I mean, I I feel bad for. I mean, I'll never share for Boston, but uh, you know, <laughs> Hathaway may have been my favorite player. <clears throat> and there's you know? the other caps tying Hathaway and Orloff. And Orloff, yeah. neither of whom did any did a disservice to themselves. They played perfectly fine, but you know, well, before sucks I, for them. before I forget, and I will forget, um, tying it back to the caps real quick. Orloff was quoted in some article I read that. When they were talking, it was probably R, you know, RMNB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and talking about how uh, Lavulette hated the youngsters mm-hmm. and wouldn't play them. Um, Orloff was quoted when they were talking about Alexiev saying, "Yeah, I objected. He should have been playing big time minutes, mm-hmm. and I'm happy that he's now playing." Right. So yep. even he, a veteran, was like, "What are you doing?" And did you just see Alexiev just signed a two year extension? So they got him on the cheap for two more years, right. and it's a one-way deal, meaning he'll be in Washington the whole time. Right, he can't, he can't. So, yeah. which is fan fucking tastic. I right. mean, it, it's the way it should be. But to your point, here was a veteran going. I'm glad I'm going to a cup contender, but it gives my my buddy and my countrymen, you know, yeah. some minutes. But why wasn't this guy up? Why wasn't he? And he said he objected to it like during the season. Right? Mm-hmm. So it that just gives some credence to the fact that even the strategy of of Lavillette probably wasn't. Very smart all the time. I don't think so. Uh, to tie it back in, in a really loose way to like a Ron Rivera type, I think Laviolette's had a lot of success in this league, but the game might have just passed him by a little bit, yeah. man. You know, the the old well, veteran three two 
you know, we'll, we'll get to it. But I think Rivera is his hands are tied. Oh, uh, there's um, no question. He has no. He well, we we can get to it. But but I was. There's nothing better than a game seven, oh, and there's so nothing good. better than overtime. Fuck. I mean, I didn't care. I was nervous. Yeah, me too. I don't care either really about those teams. I mean, I was cheering for Florida just to see the upset. Um, but every time someone takes a fucking shot, oh. it's like, oh, I know. I know. <gasps> you know. And then, of course, the shot that went in, I didn't even notice. It. I like didn't even – because went, it went through – Chuck was there, and he. Just, I, I thought it hit him, and I didn't. Chuck you know. made that whole play. Yeah, he just wins the puck behind straight. the net, bullies his way to the front of the net. Goalie can't see it. Puck goes in. You know who was great too about that series was the shit stirs on both teams are pretty renowned. I mean, Kachuk is, yeah. he's a son of a bitch to play against. Right. I like him. <laughs> I'd want him on my team, but he's a bitch to play against. And then, of course, Boston is just full of them, starting yeah. with Marshawn. Marshawn, yeah. Marshawn got bullied in that series unlike I've ever seen him before. He got thrown around like a rag doll, and he, for the first time, he really had nothing because some of the enforcers on that team, it was a tight series. They couldn't just drop the mitts and go. Right. They were kind of like, dude, stop. Yeah. Like, there was a couple guys on the bench that were basically telling Marshawn to knock off all of his shenanigans, and that's the only way he knows how to play. So but on the final caveat of, or comment of this series, um, when that the, the shot went in, and they panned across, you know, watching all the celebration near the uh, the Florida bench. There was a fat guy from Boston sitting in the front row, <laughs> and you could just see his head drop. <laughs> and I said, I know exactly how that <laughs> fucking guy feels because I have been there. Like all the money I just wasted, all the heart, you know. <laughs> like I'm when the Cavs were in the playoffs, I wouldn't even think about the playoffs. I mean, I, I mean, wouldn't even think about work. Yeah. Right. I would think about yeah, the game. Yeah, you would text that night. me at like noon. You're like, dude, what time are we getting to the bar? Yeah. What do we mean? Oh my God, this is so much fun. Oh my uh, God. I mean, so <laughs> and then when we would drive home on the metro after a loss, it was like <laughs> just all the financial commitment and all the mental commitment. Oh, I know. And you, that guy probably, now nah, I'm sure there were fans there that were just bandwagon and they had no idea that they could lose. I know. And so those are the guys who are going to be running their mouths the most, you know? Um, oh, you suck, you know, fuck them. Right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but, no, it was great. And then your your Devils, they, they came back and they finished it last night on the <sighs> they Rangers. They did, man. You um, can't ask for two bigger douche, other than Pittsburgh, you can't ask for two bigger douche fans. How great is to it? Le- to lose in the first round. That the NHL playoffs are rolling along and there's no Washington, there's no Pittsburgh, there's no Montreal, there's no Boston anymore. There's no New York Rangers. There's no Islanders. I mean, you know, the, the, I mean, the that's tide. Like a, yeah, that's like a new breed. Yeah, man. man, the tide is turning. And some of these teams that have gotten younger and faster and, and, and are playing a little bit different brand of hockey than the old the old school, you know, La Violettes of the world, those are the teams that are still alive. So here's what we got going into round two. Some interesting matchups and some duds, in my opinion. Let's start out with a dud in the West. <laughs> Seattle. The Kraken actually beat Colorado I know, I in seven, <clears throat> and they will play the Stars. I don't think either team is very exciting. Um, I don't think either team really has a shot at the next round anyway, so it's kind of like a throwaway series. But it's still the NHL, and I'm sure there's still going to be plenty of, of controversy and hits and, and, and all that kind of thing. And there have been some some very controversial hits here in the first round of the playoffs. I don't know, man. I mean, I know I won't watch a second of it, but... Dallas has some tough motherfuckers on their team. They do have some they tough motherfuckers. Are brutal, and I don't know, like if if you're sort of in a in a in a in a series with somewhat similar records, somewhat mm-hmm. similar talent, I'm going to go with the tough guys because eventually they're just going to ground and pound. You bring up a good point. They have some deceiving talent on that team too. Jason Robertson. He put up 109 points this year. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty legit. So they they, they can score. They can play. Um, I I think uh, Ottinger um, is probably the better goalie. And I know that's sacrilege because you got Grubauer on the other side for Seattle. But Ottinger's just had a hell of a year and has stolen plenty for them. Um, and I fully anticipate Dallas wins that series 4-2, let's say. Yeah. Um, but again, it, like you said, I'm kind of glad it's on the West Coast because it's the later games. I'm not really going to be intrigued to stay up and watch them anyway. Right. All right. 
Next series, let's go to the East, which kicks off tonight. And you've got uh, the Panthers that we just talked about off their big upset against the Maple Leafs. See, I I love watching Toronto uh, fall apart, but I'm rooting it, for him, man. It just I'm pulling for him. I'm not pulling for him, but it just seems like Florida. How can they continue? I mean, I look, it's the hockey, and you get on a rhythm and stuff. How how can they have enough energy to go in there and face this tidal wave? That's the Maple. I mean, the Maple Leafs now have the monkey off their back. They, they won do a series, right? And I think that's going to catapult them i don't think they're beating carolina i think carolina's coming out of these that's just my opinion okay fair enough but i do think that toronto will get through this series because i'm not sure how much florida has left i'm kind of with you on that one i will say this what florida's got going for them that toronto doesn't is a stud goalie yeah and if bobrovsky gets hot he could absolutely weather the storm of that toronto offense bobrovsky does better when you pepper him with shots Boston didn't really do that. They right. got they got to Bobrovsky fine enough. They just couldn't keep the puck out of their own net. I have a feeling this series is going to be high scoring, but I think see Bobrovsky could give up six and then shut you out in the next game. Sure. So, you know, we'll see. I think that one actually goes seven. You I'm going to go. I, I think see, it goes I, seven. I think I think Toronto may get may get may maybe six. I think six. Okay. I mean, right. I don't want to say five because you know Florida is good enough to win more than one. Sure. But, sure. But I think that it's going to be you know. It's. I think it's going to be one of these series where it's never really in doubt, even though it goes six. Mm-hmm. You know, like they'll steal one. They'll steal one, maybe in Toronto, and they'll get and, one at home. But yeah, the rest will be. And, and then, yeah. then I think that that. But that's just the, the way I think. I'll, I'll be cheering for Florida. Gotcha. I want Florida to win. I'm I'm pulling for Toronto, um, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Um, I think I think Toronto wins it, but I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a tough series. Um, so the other series in the East, you've got the Devils, my Devils, and the Hurricanes. Um, I think Carolina wins, and I, they might even win in five or six, but I think each game is going to be very close. Now, this also could go the other way, like you just said. The Devils had some expectations for the first time in a long time. They were down 2 nothing to the Rangers. They really were. I mean, they, they then, came out looking like shit, and, and then, then they... And then came back and really dominated the rest of that series. They really did. So... What if the Devils have – what if they're playing with house money and the monkey's off their back? See, I think they are, but this is why. Like, Carolina's been there before, and they have expectations. They are not satisfied right now. I think the Devils are kind of like, hey, man, we had a pretty good year. We beat the Rangers. Um, and now they are, I think, probably playing with house money. And when you go up against better and more experienced teams, I'm not sure that's a good recipe. I think the only chance they have is this go- this young goalie they have. Do you mm-hmm. do you even know who their starting goalie is? No, his last name is Schmid. Mm. He's come out of nowhere, and stats wise, in the last forty games that he's played, he's one of the top five goalies in the NHL. And he caught fire in that Ranger series, shut him out last night in Game Seven. I know he did. I know um, he's playing well. So if they have a chance, he steals one or two, and you know they've got some high power scoring themselves. So, but I, I do, I am with you. I think Carolina wins this series. I mean, I, I just, I think they're, I think they're going to go to the Stanley Cup. I don't know if they're going to win the Stanley Cup, but I think they're, they're my pick out of the East. So I'd love to see Carolina Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think that would cool. be great. That would be pretty, that would be a good series. <clears throat> and I think they're, see, I like that one because I think you're going to have a lot of bad blood in that series. Yeah. I think those guys are really going to go at it and it's going to be entertaining. All Vegas right. or Edmonton. <laughs> you love Edmonton. I I'm do. Cheer- I'm cheering for Vegas. Fuck Vegas. Um, they're good. They're 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 good, but they they just don't scare me. Um, if the Oilers can get their shit together, the Oilers could roll this series. I mean, Vegas just won in five though. They did. I mean, they gotta be rested. Um, yeah, it doesn't really work that way in hockey. It's I so know. weird, man. It's so weird. Um, I think Edmonton is another team like Toronto that's got the monkey off their back. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, I am dying for an Edmonton-Toronto Stanley Cup final. Uh, the country of Canada would collectively just... I, they I, would implode with excitement. I just hate Canada, so... I, <laughs> I know want, you do. I don't want... I, I, I would hate for that. I want both of them to lose tragically. I want, I, want, I want Edmonton to be up 4 nothing with 10 minutes left in third and lose 5-4. That's what I want in Game 7. Oh, my God, but can you imagine... You know, like the old Canadian pundits, how happy they would be. Oh, I mean, it would they would be beside themselves. <clears throat> man. They'd probably have, like, the country would, would stop working. I, really, it would be like a fortnight worth of just non-work. Like, 
You know, not like, oh, hey, this Wednesday there's a game in Toronto. We're going to shut down the offices early. No, no, it's Toronto, Edmonton. We're shutting down all businesses for the next two weeks right. until like, we crown If you're going to invade Canada, that's the time to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? uh, cheers to that. Well, hey, way to go, uh, NHL, man. G- good product on the ice. The production's been really good, in my opinion, between ESPN and TNT and TBS. Uh, very similar I- idea that they had with the, how the NBA does it where it kind of bounces around to different panels and they're all more entertaining than they are really analysts. Can I um, change my prediction for the new Caps, Coach? <clears throat> you may. Okay. I don't think it's going to be Jeff Halpern anymore. I think it's going to be the guy that was in Hershey who's now with Toronto because apparently mm-hmm. he is on the short list of a lot of teams Yep. and apparently the Caps love him. Yep. So what's his name? Spencer Carberry. Spencer Carberry. Yep. So that seems to be <clears throat> the guy who... I think... So I'm, I'm with you. I think it's going to be Carberry or Nelson, who's the current coach at Hershey, who's got them in the Calder Cup playoffs. Right. <clears throat> I think both of those guys have found themselves on short NHL lists, and they're both caps ties, so I think they're going to feel obligated to give one of those guys a shot. One thing that worries me a little bit is Daryl Sutter just got fired from Calgary. Yes. And there is talk that a late uh, – yeah, what's his name? Um, Gerard Gallant – who's with the Rangers, the ex-Vegas coach, they're fearing that he's going to get fired from New York with their first-round exit to, to Jersey. Since it was such a spectacular meltdown, he might be on the market. Leontis has proven that he likes to go with those veteran coaches. Yeah, but it, that's true. And, of course, anything can happen. But it seems to me that McClellan realizes that Washington's getting younger and sort of going through a rebrand and retransition, and you do that with a younger coach. I think so, too. I don't think you can have a repeat of a Laviolette bringing in and saying, hey, let's just reload for two years, see what happens. Nick Bastrom and everybody who was a big name five years ago. <clears throat> Look, man, I'm with you. Um, but everybody said that they were going to go younger, and they hired Barry Trotz. And then everybody hated it, and then Barry Trotz won the Stanley Cup. I'm with you. I, right, yeah. I just I have, and I'm not saying I'm advocating for this. I'm just saying that it's it's enticing for an old school guy like Leontis and McClellan that go well. Even though we're getting younger, we're in charge of the roster. Let's bring a guy in that's got track record and, right. and everything else. What's the old adage, right? The old <laughs> adage is, is I want somebody who everybody else wants to, mm-hmm. right? Sure. When I don't have specific knowledge on something. Right, so when all these college, when all these high school kids are getting star ratings, right, that doesn't. I don't care a thing about that. I just want to know who else has offered. Mm-hmm. Right, that's a good point. So when West Virginia offers a kid and he commits, and he's a four star, don't care. What other offers did he have? Because right. if he's a four star, and his other offers were Marshall and James Madison and UConn, well, then that means that kid knew somebody. Right. Right. And the stars are not legitimate. But when his, all, when his offers are, are, you know, Alabama, uh, Maryland, um, you know. Penn State. Penn State. Yeah, right. It, then you know. Sure. Um, so are you making that analogy for a guy like Carberry? Who's, yeah. Whose name is, who's, is who's He interviewed sought? last yeah. year. Right. And, and everybody who's anybody says this guy's, this guy's the next, one of the next guys. Got it. Right. And if he's in demand and we can get him, it's not a guarantee. But it's better than getting somebody else who's just a retread. Sure. Um, and it was just maybe a name. So that 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 would be somewhat disappointing to me if they if they want some old guy. I think let's get some young blood in here. I'm with you, man. He I looks like here. Kojak too. He's got, you know, <laughs> yeah, he does. He's kind of cool. Yeah, he is. You know, he is. And that's why <laughs> I, that's why I like Rod Brindamore because he just looks like a tough son of a bitch. He's a tough son of a bitch, you know? dude. I swear to God, the guy could still play. And who was the guy? Mark, not who was the guy who used to coach at Philly. Um, he he was behind the bench like two or three years ago, but he was a tough son of a bitch. Rick Tockett. Rick Tockett. Yeah, like oh, that love guy. Me, looked, love me some Rick Tockett. That guy dude. looked like. I mean, he just looked mean. He That's what mean. I want. Yeah, yeah. I'm with uh, you. I'm right. with you. Well, so, but I think the Carberry is we're trending in that direction. Gotcha. Hey, man. You know what? I think I'd be happy with one of Carberry, Nelson, or Halpern. Because yeah. it would be new blood, it would be their first opportunity with a younger team that has the veteran parts. So, all right, man. Well, go NHL, go Caps in the off season here. Let's make us proud and uh, you know, right the ship. We want to talk next year at this time. We want to be talking about the Caps' second round opponent 
you know, and what's going on, and you getting all nervous about going to game one. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm watching it on my phone. Yeah. What's going to happen? Uh, all right, so let's move on to uh, let's move on to the NFL talk, man. So last week was the draft. Um, all right, so NFL's king. I say it all the time, but yeah. it's the fucking truth, man. Not a lot of uh, not a very good. I mean, not very, not a very talented draft by all accounts. Um, Weird, right? Because yeah. it was deep at a lot of positions. Well, I've I'm, heard a lot of people say that there were about 20 surefire pros, and then the rest you're gambling on. And in, in some years, you go into the middle of the second, second round yeah. with surefire pros. So, yeah, yeah, fair point. So, uh, we'll start with the, let's start with the uh, commanders. Commanders. Right, so, the big news, right, the win of all wins is that uh, the NFL confirmed that the sale is trending towards closure yep that the uh most likely date that the owners will approve the sale and the only one they're considering is the jeff harris group so or the josh harris josh harris, josh yeah. harris group. so i think the other two are sort of they're saying they're still viable but i don't think anybody in the in the actual process thinks they're still viable <laughs> um the brian davis thing just fell apart i mean <laughs> that was dude, a complete joke dude. what a fucking disaster yeah I mean, hey, that yeah. guy threw his name out there. I forgot yeah, who he dude, was, he, you know, he, and now he, I remember. He, he wanted, yeah, he, this is the reason why I hate him at fucking Duke, right? <laughs> Nobody knows Todd and Jerry, but they know Brian Davis, right. so good on him, I guess, right? So, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so it's going to be that that group, and it looks like in the May 22nd time frame when the owners have their meetings that it's going to be approved and mm-hmm. we're going to move forward. Yep. It's gotten to a point where even Ron Rivera called Dan Snyder the former owner. And I guess the latest today was um, – <clears throat> Uh, the guy from the front office um, for the commanders currently. Right. He was on with Pat McAfee and said the same thing. He just said it right yeah. right there. He was like, yeah, yeah, you know, so our former owners and, you know, the new group that we, you know, did. Right. It's like, oh, so this is like a done deal, you know? So, you know, they're going to be taking over, um, but I doubt there's going to be any major changes the first year. So this is, this follows where I'm coming from. Um. This is just what I believe. I'm reading. This is the sense I'm getting from the tea leaves. Ron Rivera is probably not that interested in coaching after this year, at least in Washington. And so, what he's trying to do, because he is the captain of a rudderless ship. I mean, there is nobody to answer to. You have an owner who's the current owner who's absentee. I wouldn't bet that they even talked about the whole draft or any process or anything. No. I think Ron Rivera was left to his druthers and maybe had some informal contact with the Harris group saying, hey, look, um, you know, don't fuck us. Mm-hmm. Don't, big, don't bring in Lamar Jackson for big contracts. We don't want a big contract. I really don't think that Ron Rivera wants to coach after this year, at least in Washington. I okay. Think, so I think his goal is – I think it's a very plausible theory. I th- I'm going to get through this year, and I'm going to do a solid to the next guy. I'm not going to. I'm not going to draft and force him to take a quarterback. I'm going to let that person choose his own direction. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not going to sign any big contracts. Right. To big time free agents. Right. I'm not going to uh, give him Chase Young if he doesn't want Chase Young. That's why they didn't. They didn't take the fifth year option. I think he's just going to sort of hold serve, mm-hmm. coach as best as he can this year. With Sam Howe, you know, and if Sam Howe if Sam Howe sucks, then you have Jacoby Brissett there just to sort of give you some competence, right? But they have no expectations other than just don't embarrass us, mm-hmm. right? And if you go bad, go bad, so we can get a better quarterback, right? Sure. But that's what I think. So, and I don't think he is. He had the possibility, even if he wanted to, to sign big people. Big contracts. Well, you, right? you've said it for a long time now that they're cash poor. They're, that, well, they're cash poor, and he doesn't know. I don't think he really knows what he's supposed to do. Right. Like, does he have the authority if there's no owner that he can talk to to approve it? But you're not going. And Ron Rivera actually said this. If I'm not going to be here next year, I want to put the next guy in the best possible position. I don't want to hamstring with him with a bunch of large contracts. And you know what? Right. I think your theory's right on because we've said he is nothing short of a decent man. Right. A, a professional. And whether or not we think he's old school and antiquated in his tactics, he's still a decent man and a professional, right. and he's going to leave the cupboard as as well stocked as he is able to. So, with that said, here's their draft picks. Right when they when we talked last time, 
the needs of the of the commanders were offensive line and cornerback. Yep. Right? Offensive line and secondary. Um, I thought that they could take a tight end because yep. they don't have a lot of weapons, and I think Logan Thomas is done, and I think they have just a bunch of average other dudes. And so you called tight end, I called O line. Yeah. Um there was a run on O line. Yeah, they were gone. They there was were gone. nobody worth taking a sixteen. Nope. So they took this guy, Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback, Mississippi State, with their first pick. But their second pick, they took Quan Martin from Illinois. He's a safety, but it, really he's going to be your star uh, linebacker, you know, cover the slot. Yep. Uh, so they did address their secondary, which was which were positions of need. Um, with their third and fourth pick, they took Ricky Stromberg, center, guard from Arkansas, and uh, Braden Davis, a guard, tackle from Utah. They love this this term called positional flexibility, Yep. which I fucking can't stand because that means what happens if Ricky Stromberg is an average center and an average guard, but you could have gotten an above average guard. Ah, dude, I'm with you 100%. You know, man. I mean, at, at and, some point. But at the take, same time, you can't hate the picks because they're not bad. Well, we don't you know? know. We yeah, don't I mean, know. Yeah, only right. like I, I've, I've never seen Ricky Stromberg play a position, play a game where I'm actually watching Ricky Stromberg. Of course play, not. Right? Why would you? Unless you, unless you're an Arkansas fan, why the fuck would you? So they didn't, um, they didn't obviously pick up the fifth year option on Chase Young. So he and Sweat are gone after this year. So they traded up in the fifth round to KJ Henry from Clemson. Yep. And they also drafted Andre, uh, I believe it's Jones. Uh, so both of those guys are edge mm-hmm. guys mm-hmm. to give them some depth there. So they, what they are doing is they're just addressing needs um, with, with players. And the you can't only, really fault a team for doing that. No, in the, draft. No, I mean, I, the only the only caveat of the draft was in the sixth round uh, they drafted Chris Rodriguez, who I have seen play. Oh, the running back, uh, and, and he's good. Yep. So I truly Kentucky do that, kid, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah, I yeah. truly do believe that uh, Ron Rivera said this, and I believe him that they were looking at their board and they were like, "How the fuck is that guy still there?" Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and we got to we got to take him. Well, you've said it before with running backs. You're like, there is occasionally there's that diamond that you can't pass up early in a draft, but you're like, when you're in the sixth or seventh round, take an athlete, take a running back, take those guys, because how many times do you see that translate into the NFL? Right. You know, the, so, the kid from Rutgers, Pacheco, right. ends up playing a key role for Kansas City, and they got him in the sixth round, you know? And so, everybody's like, oh, he's a small, he's this and that and the other. Who knows what this guy Rodriguez is going to be, but it's not that bad. Oh, he's good. Yeah. I've seen him. I saw him. You know, I, I love watching SEC. You're, I, <clears throat> SEC football for me on a Saturday, you know, the the, the 3 o'clock game mm-hmm. for CBS, it's like you watching hockey. Yeah. Like, I just love to watch it. Right? You'll watch, like, Florida, Kentucky. I'll watch Florida, Kentucky. Exactly. Yep. So mm-hmm. those are the type of games where I watch, and I'm like, damn, this kid runs hard. Yeah. You know, he's, kind of, he's kind of a bull. So, with the draft, I mean, obviously everybody was freaking out because uh, the Gonzalez kid was there, and they took Forbes, um, and uh, everybody was like losing it, and you know I was like, wow, this guy's pretty good, and Holly's like, is that a big deal? And I said, yeah, you know, I mean, this guy was supposed to be the first corner on, I mean, it's a top eight pick, but then I wondered, what the fuck do I know? I mean, most of these guys who project these things are like me. Right. They just wait and see the consensus. Oh, 10 other people picked in here. He must be good. Right. Mm-hmm. There's only a select few of people who actually do mock drafts that actually know what the fuck they're talking about. Right. And so, like the guys on the NFL network, they played. They, this is their life. So they, they have a pretty good understanding. Um, I do believe this about Ron Rivera. He will never pick the obvious guy. <laughs> he will never pick the obvious guy, even if he should. Do you think it's by design? Or I think it's just his it, nature. Okay. He wants to... I think he falls in love with these guys when he meets them. Like, I like that guy. Right. Right? And he sort of zeroes in on that. And you you can't suck, right? But he'll take a guy he likes. It's almost like the interviewee who right. just blows you away, but he doesn't really have the resume of the other guys. But the CEO's like, no, that's my fucking guy. Right. Because he you know, will reach yeah. for a guy if he likes him. Right. More so than if he should take him. Right. And I think that was with Jamin Davis. Right. Uh-huh. And I, I think that is sort of his MO. So he will take guys lesser. Right. Because just because that's the guy I want. Right. And obviously, he probably didn't know or didn't expect, or maybe he did. Maybe he just didn't like Christian Gonzalez. I don't know if Christian Gonzalez is any good, right? 
But I know that New England took him 35 seconds after the Reds or Washington took the Commanders or took the Forbes. So they weren't waiting. Right. right. It was not like a big deal. Right. right. It wasn't like a big decision. So, um, and they really wanted him because they viewed Gonzalez as being a mm-hmm. top flight corner. Sure. So, um, and that's what JP Finley said. He always got the sense that the commanders had zeroed in on Forbes. And when Gonzalez kept falling, they didn't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just went ahead and took Forbes because that's what they planned to do. <clears throat> right. 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 So now let's not, you know, the, the kid is a ball hawk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets interceptions. He weighs about 16 pounds. Yep. He's a, he's a, he's a toothpick. But he's never missed a fucking game, or maybe he missed one game, but that was not injury related. Well, going back to your SEC knowledge, like you and said, I mean, he played in the SEC. He played in the SEC. Yeah, it's not I mean, like they don't have big running backs, right. right? So, I'm not necessarily worried about that. I assume he's a first round pick, and I assume that Martin Mayhew, who played you know, seven billion years in the league for, mm-hmm. at, at corner, knows what he sees when he has a corner. Sure. Um, the second pick, Quan Martin, I was driving. I was pulled in my driveway, and I was listening to the draft on 980 or 106.7. And I don't know who the player was, but it was somebody and a player. And they were just talking, and, the, and I keep saying the Reds. The commanders were getting ready to draft. And they always leak who's getting it. Sure. And the, first, the last thing I remember before I turned my car off was this guy going, oh, I just saw the pick. I'm, I'm going to vomit. Because <laughs> they wanted like an alignment. That was <clears throat> right, the, you know, right, right, right. But this Quan Martin kid apparently um, fits exactly what they want to do in that slot corner star position. Sure, like he's versatile. So here's the thing: um, Kendall Fuller, good council grad. Mm-hmm. I think he's done. Yeah, he's he's eight point seven five against the cap, and I think with Forbes and Quan and. Uh, St. Juiced. St. Juiced, yep. I think Kendall Fuller's going to be a, ca- a cap casualty. Uh, Stromberg, I don't know why they think that the guys they got are like these amazing offensive linemen because, <laughs> you know, the guy they got from the Giants like snapped his leg into it. I'm not even sure he has like a he has like one and a half legs. <laughs> but they act like he's like, you know, <laughs> like the answer. Right, this Gates guy, and right. I'm like, dude, I've never even fucking heard him. I watch football. I don't, I've never heard of this guy, but they act like, oh, we don't even need to address it now. Are you fucking kidding me? So maybe that Stromberg guy can can play. Maybe the Daniels guy can play. I don't know. Um, but they did. I will say this: they did draft the positions that they needed. They did. It is one of those where you can go and parse this draft, which of course the local media. <clears throat> they love to do it. Right. You know, there's nothing else that they're talking about right well, now. Well, nothing sells here, especially like misery. Of course. Like nobody. Of course. Yeah, that's so what it's, generates It's rating. constant. What if they pick this guy? What These if guys they pick are that stupid. Guy? What yeah. if they. I'm at the point where I'm with you, and I've thought this a long time in the draft. I love college football. I watch a lot of college football, and I've seen a lot of guys that I consider to be amazing talents just completely fizzle. Right. I don't know what the fuck I'm looking for. I'm not a professional scout. I don't know. No no idea. No idea. I I can tell you that, you know, the guy, the all O lineman I saw at Northwestern blew me the fuck away. But I can't tell you why a bunch of NFL guys thought that this O lineman from Western Michigan was better than that guy. I I don't know. I coach football. I don't even know who the fuck these guys are. (laughs) So so, I'm more into who did they pick and what does that do for the squad going forward? Yeah, I'm more interested in the the position they pick, not the player. Agreed. I assume, you know, like no one disrespects linebackers like Ron Rivera, which is so ironic because he fucking played That's linebacker. He, I know. Well, we got some of the shittiest linebackers in, <laughs> in it. Listen to this fucking. All right, this is our defense. <laughs> I say R, the commander's defense. All right, your front four. Chase Young, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat. Solid, if not spectacular. A hundred percent. Your linebackers, we they have two, right? Two positions because they, they run that star. Uh, so Jamin Davis, Cody Barton. I will say this about Jamin Davis. He hasn't panned out like he should have, but he's not a fucking bust because he starts every fucking game. Agreed. Right? So maybe he's not the greatest, in the, but but he's not a bust because mm-hmm. busts don't play. He plays. Yep. Um, Cody Barton, no fucking idea who Cody Barton is. He played at Seattle. That's all I know. Yeah. Um, I presume he's not that fucking good. So <laughs> And David Mayo is his backup. Like, that guy's still in the fucking league. I know. So nobody dis- – that's why people – a lot of people who I respect sort of say, well, what the fuck? I mean, can't you draft a linebacker? Right. right. 
I have a trade idea. I'll okay. run it by you. All right. All right. Here's their here's their um their quarterback depth chart. All right. Uh Kendall Fuller at corner with Forbes at corner. This depth chart has St. Justy uh at behind Forbes. Uh Cameron Curl, strong safety, all pro. Yep. Uh Reeves, good backup. Derek Forrest, pretty good ball player. Yeah. At free safety. Um I like Forrest. That is a solid defense. Here's what I think will happen. I think St. Juicy moves over and takes fuller spot. Fuller is a cap casualty. What I would do is this. I don't know. See, I don't know if it works because, you know, <laughs> this guy's a four, but ah, fuck all that. Let, let, well, let's they, just go with it. They need a linebacker. Let's say, let's say your idea is plausible. Let's only go. a, only an unreasonable person would believe that the Redskins or the commanders don't need a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Right. And they have a cornerback, which is seemingly uh, Kendall Fuller's an, an average to above average quarter quarterback sure. um, that can be traded and they can still, you know, they'll save some money and, um, they can still field a pretty good defense. The Ravens have the same predicament at linebacker. Okay. Right? Because the Ravens, they have Roquan Smith, mm-hmm. who obviously they traded for. They just drafted Trenton Simpson. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. And that leaves Patrick Queen as the odd man out, who today they announced they were not exercising his fifth. Mm-hmm. So if the Ravens need a cornerback, which they do desperately, and the their commanders need a... Linebacker, linebacker, which they do, I think. Why wouldn't you at least explore that Patrick Queen for Kendall Fuller? Now, maybe it's not a one-on-one, and like I said. It's uh, Queen and then Fuller plus a third-rounder. I don't know if you have to get a third. I'd mm. Maybe Fuller and like a seventh-rounder. But they don't want mm. Queen, right? They, they're, they're, he's, <laughs> he's tradable. It's not like, you know, like, like they, they, he's the odd man out. Okay. He has taken down all of his Raven stuff on his Twitter or social media. Um, and when they drafted uh, 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 Trenton Simpson, he just sort of gave the fuck you sign or the sheesh or whatever the shit is. Um, sure, sure, right? sure, sure. So, so he's the odd man out, right? Okay. And he's not going to want to be there. So it's not like they, they're like, oh, my God, I'm giving a player that I really want. They don't really want him. Uh, and you can actually do Kendall Fuller a solid. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if the Ravens want to pay Kendall Fuller $8 million bucks, but position for position, it seems like that would make sense. Got for it. Bo- for, both, okay. for both players. All right. Um, I, like, I, I like it. Yeah. Um, here's the offensive depth chart. Which Never going to happen, but I like no, it. <laughs> which will make you cringe. All right. All right here's, the, here's the commander's <laughs> offense. They may average six points a game. Uh, All right. It's Charles, a defensive score. Charles Leno at tackle backed up by Braden Daniels, who's the uh, tackle slash guard mm-hmm. position flex. Right. Andrew Norwell, who will be a cap casualty. Ron Rivera doesn't even talk talk about him anymore. <laughs> Chase Roulier, who is another leg and a half guy, backed God. up by And he's our age. Yeah. <laughs> backed up by Nick Gates, who's another leg and a half guy. <laughs> uh, and they got Ricky Stromberg there. Cosme at guard, Andrew Wiley at center. Or a tackle. So not a great line, but they did address back, you know, they got they got some They got some depth. There, yeah. Right? Wide receiver, strongest position on offense by far. McLaurin, Samuels, Dotson. Uh, tight end, they got five. Maybe if you put all five together, <laughs> that equals one really good one. Logan Thomas, John Bates, Amari Rogers, Cole Turner, Curtis Hodges. They love Amari Rogers, but there's always shit with the commanders. A guy never fucking plays, and he's like, well, I like that guy. Wait till he comes back. Right? He's, he's never going to fucking play. So, I mean... I think Logan Thomas is a cap casualty. John Bates, eh, if he left, I really wouldn't even notice he was there. Mm-hmm. Amari B- Rogers, who seems to be the next coming. Cole Turner, who this guy's amazing draft, but he had like two catches last year. <laughs> Curtis Hodges. Um, the ru- the running backs are solid, right? They got uh, my printer fucked up, but the kid from uh, Alabama. Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson and this Rodriguez guy. Antonio Gibson's the third round back. Uh, and quarterback, you got Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. I just I mean, eh, yeah, yeah, you're gonna have a hard time scoring with that offense. Yeah, for sure. And a I lot feel, of a lot of 17 to 15 games. Don't a lot you of, feel fucking you know, terrible for Eric B- or Bieme that just came here and he's gonna get inherit the shit? And he's gonna have one year to prove himself with this fucking thing. I know. Jerry, if they average 24 points or more per game, they're not gonna score 24 points. Three the times. enemy gets 
He gets like the Nobel Peace Prize. I mean, for God's Lifetime sake, contract, hundred <clears> percent. <throat> he's got everything to gain by getting them to move the ball. Yeah, but, which is why I thought they were going to take Dalton Kincaid. Mm-hmm. Because if you put Dalton Kincaid with those three wide receivers, you can get eight yards. Yeah. And then the next play, you can get another eight yards. And you know what that does? It moves the fucking chains. That's right. Right? And it keeps that offense. Sam Howell can throw for 240 yards and never throw more than six yards in the air. He can throw, <laughs> he can throw for 180 yards, one touchdown, one pick. And you're in the game. Right. Right? Right. Uh, now, I just don't see that they're going to have – you know, whatever. So – I, I give it an okay draft for the for the commanders, and I don't think anything more should have been expected given the limitations that they're under right now with no fucking You owner. prefaced it perfectly. The expectations were so low based on so many unknowns and limitations and everything else, they didn't fuck anything up. No. They, they took positions that they needed guys to play, and by all accounts, th- Many of the guys that they picked are going to make the 53-man roster and be in that depth chart, if not starting, you know, depending on injuries and, and moves, et cetera. So I'm with you, man. I, I It didn't blow my socks off, but by the same token, I, I can't sit here with a good conscience and say, well, that wasn't a good draft. I mean... It, well, it couldn't have been a good draft. Correct. Right. Yeah. It couldn't it, have been a good draft. And the draft as a whole, when you look at every team's dr- individual drafts, you kind of go, eh. There just weren't a whole lot of blow your socks off type players, right? You know. Well, I mean, I I think <clears throat> what this does is it sets up the Caleb Williams 2024 watch. Ah, yep, right, because they got some stud fucking quarterbacks coming back next year. Caleb yeah, Williams, the kid, Drake May. Yep. I mean, you know, those dudes are going to be little Tua. <laughs> maybe not, <laughs> but the but the dude from Texas, right? They always got some. Oh yeah, beautiful. Guy from Texas that throws <laughs> that ends up being a bust, but whatever. All right, let's go All to right. the Ravens. All right, Ravens, let's go. Hit me. All right, so these motherfuckers, man. I mean, I was shocked with their first round pick. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I'll tell you why it's amazing. Right, <laughs> I'll tell you why it's amazing. First of all, Lamar signs right before the draft, um, and we talked about this off air. In the span of like 12 hours, they go from a team and complete dysfunction and their quarterback doesn't want to be there to maybe the best, if not one of the best offenses in the AFC. Put um, a pin in that. We'll go through the draft and then remind me, Lamar, I want to have a quick discussion with you. Right. So and I want it on record. <laughs> so here is, um, here's their draft. Uh, first pick wide receiver, Zay flowers uh, from Boston college. Yep. He's a slot receiver. Um, he uh, will f- most likely fit in perfectly. Um, he'll be Hollywood Brown, hopefully with the better hands that can actually catch. Okay. Um, and may not bitch all the time. Right. Yeah. Uh, their second pick, which is a third round pick, is Trenton Simpson, a linebacker from Clemson. He taught. He was picked, um, I think, as a basically a replacement for Patrick Queen. Okay. Um, Tavarius Robinson was an edge player uh, from Ole Miss. Don't know anything about him. Uh, Caillou Blue Kelly, cornerback from Stanford. I had heard about him only because his name is weird. <laughs> Um, he was picked in the fifth round, uh, and they drafted two offensive linemen, two guards, um, uh, Salah Laulu from Oregon. Never heard of him. Andrew Voorhees. I don't know why I heard of him, but I heard him. Maybe because it's Michael Myers. Or, yeah. <laughs> um, or not Michael Myers, but uh, Friday the 13th. Yep, yep. But he was for a guard from USC. Um, they needed going in. They needed a cornerback help, and they needed guard help. Um, they addressed that at the bottom of the draft. Um, they still have major uh, holes in the secondary. Yeah, their secondary is not great. But um, listen to this fucking depth chart after this, right? You have Lamar Jackson, who's now – I think what happened with him, if you want to go in now, mm-hmm. the best thing that happened for the Ravens was Jalen Hurts signing his deal with Philadelphia. No doubt about it. I asked you that pointed question yeah. last time, and you said – this can only help the Ravens' right. cause. Because yeah. what it did is it signaled to Lamar, we're not talking the Deshaun Watson shit anymore. That's an aberration. No team, not even Joe Burrow next year, is going to get that. Right. Nobody's doing that type of stuff. It's going to be big money, but it's not going to be fully guaranteed. And what they did, essentially, after Jalen signed his, is they upped it in certain areas, gave Lamar a little bit more money with the same sort of structure. Mm-hmm. And it was a win-win for everybody. He sure. was able to say, see, I did what, you know, and he's able to save face. And um, once he did that, um, 
Then you had optimism. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to this fucking offense they have. Jesus Christ. All right, All hit right. me. Lamar Jackson, quarterback, backed up by Huntley. Oh, yeah. All right, running back J.K. Dobbins, solid. Yep. Uh, Gus Edwards, solid. Wide receivers on the outside. You got Odell Beckham, Rashad Bateman. Okay, Odell, uh, he can obviously catch. Sure. Um, maybe can't run like he used he's to. washed up, but if he's motivated, right? Yeah, he's got the um, talent. And Bateman, uh, yeah, he's okay. He's, Zay he's, Flowers, he's quick. Zay Flowers in the slot. So he just think of some little little dude who is quick twitch, who you know gets in the spaces. He's going to be covered by a lot of strong safeties. Uh, a lot of linebackers who won't be able to run with him. Right. Especially when the other two are going down the sidelines. And then you have Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely at tight end. And Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews might catch 100 passes. Yeah. I mean, these guys, I mean, there are options on all levels of the field that are above average. Mm-hmm. Uh, for whatever you want to say about OBJ, he's not what he used to be. And I get it. I get it. Don't get me totally. wrong. Totally. But, but there's ne- they've never had this much talent. Agreed. Right. And <clears throat> offensive line, they you know they they still have some questions, right? They got the Ronnie Stanley has to come back. God, is he still playing? Yeah, they got Morgan Moses, Ben Cleveland. I mean, Whew. yeah, they are average. Okay, but they're old. Yeah, but with that with that firepower, I mean, you're gonna have to be dropping a bunch of dudes. All right, so here's my question on Lamar. Go ahead. And and I'm not saying this because I don't think he's amazing. I mean, he's a former MVP who has more MVP years in him based on age and ability and everything else. He's got weapons. You just described it. The guy can't play a full season. So my question is this. How hamstrung are they by becoming so reliant upon him being the leader of this team that when he's out, they become just so average offensively again? It's a risk, but I think even Huntley can look halfway decent with that talent. Okay, And, and that's kind of what I was posing it just as a as excited as I was for the Ravens and for Lamar, because I think it's cool to have a stud like that in a city like that. I mean, he represents that city really well on a number of different levels, does a ton of work behind the scenes, the whole nine, and he's fucking brilliant on the field. I'm just fearful that the pressure is going to get to all of them, including Harbaugh. Who's the O coordinator now? Uh, oh, shit. What's his name? Um, I took over for Greg Roman. I can't think of his name. Thank God. Greg Roman. Talk about a fossil. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of pressure for them to uh, perform. And let's be honest, their offense has not been impressive for the last three seasons, Jerry. Yeah. You know, even when Lamar has been playing. I am just a little bit, uh, I, I just have a little trepidation thinking they're going to be this great offense until I see them be a great offense. Oh, I'm with you. I mean, look, all, all this does is it gives you weapons. Uh, you still have to be able to execute. Um, Lamar's a top 10 quarterback. He's not a top five quarterback. He's not a top three quarterback. I think he's a top 10 quarterback. Agreed. I'm just saying that um, I haven't seen these weapons, at least at least on paper. Sure. You know. I'm, I'm excited for them. I'm excited for him. Um, again, I, I, I really like him in, in that city as the face of the franchise. I think that that's the right fit. If it didn't work, there were going to be reasons it didn't work. I'm glad they got past that. I'm glad that the market kind of uh, evened itself out a bit, and 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 the writing was on the wall for the for him and for them. So, in the end, it worked out not the way you probably drew it up to begin with. But that's neither here nor there. It doesn't matter anymore. He's your guy. He's your franchise guy. And as you just said, he is a top ten quarterback. And if this offense clicks, his numbers could be top five. And his dynamic ability to extend the play, to use his legs, this, you know, hey, proof's in the pudding, but the parts are there. They look like they could be very formidable. And I will say, I think that division, it's going to be them and and Cincy, and they're going to be light years ahead of Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I think so, too. I I really do. I don't think Pittsburgh – I think Pittsburgh and Cleveland are sort of in the mud. I think Pittsburgh sucks. All Pittsburgh has is is a coach that knows what the hell he's doing. Um. I'm not really sure, Todd. There are any light out lights out teams anymore in the NFL. Um, I, I think mean, you're probably right about I mean, that. I, look, Kansas City's got Kansas City shit, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they they're always going to have Mahomes. They're going to have Kelsey. They're going to be tough to stop. They're going to score a lot of points, and they're going to win games. Um, but their games are getting tighter and tighter, 
right? I mean, they're losing more than they used to, mm-hmm. and I think I think I think teams are starting to catch up with them a little bit. I think Mahomes is getting beat up a little bit, et cetera, sure. et cetera. Buffalo, obviously, they got Kincaid, um, but they haven't been able to prove that they can win the big games. I mean, Josh Allen has a little bit of the monkey like Lamar does, right. you know? So, um, obviously, they're good, though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no. The Jets, who knows? I mean, I'm an Aaron <laughs> Rodgers fan. Who knows what that's going to do? See, that saga was a disaster. Yeah. I mean, who's who knows how that's going to be? Um, Just give him had, a lifetime supply of shrooms. You know, tell him he's got two years to. But know. that 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 whole scenario and circumstance has the ability to either be great or disaster. Sure, right? I don't think it's ever going to be my. I think it's going to be like either one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and in the NFC. East. I mean, obviously, everybody love. Everybody's just used to the commander sucking. Sure. Right. Philly's good. Philly's Philly got a, had a good draft. They have a bunch of Georgia dudes. Dude, Phil, I mean, they Philly's are, legit, man. Philly's probably the best team in the NFC East. But the other two, I wouldn't be surprised if the Commanders held hung with them. You know, yeah. like the Giants and I, I, I. Even with Sam Howe, I just don't think that those teams are very well constructed. I don't think Dallas is very well constructed. Um, and no, I, Dallas is very flawed up and down. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think now that Brian Dable has been there a year, mm-hmm. um, you're going to have film on how he does things. It's he's going to have a harder second year than the first year. It's not like I don't think they're going to like explode. I mean, I think Philly's the runaway, at least in the NFC East, they're the best team in probably the entire NFC. Yep, uh, I think they're Super Bowl favorites next year. They're an injury away, though, man. Well, I mean, I mean yeah, but every but, team is. Yeah, I get but that it's part, not like but. it's not like. <clears throat> Teams can't, like if it's not it's not like they can't be beat. That sure, is what I'm saying. So I think it's plausible that Washington can make the playoffs. I think they can sneak it into the bottom. I I'm they so could div- also be three and thirteen. Yeah, I'm divided on it because you know me. I'm I'm such a cop out when it comes to to trying to <clears throat> give a little prognostication on Washington. I figured they're going to be hovering around 500 um, up until about week 12, 13, yeah. and I'm usually right. Yeah. Um, the defense I, uh, is going to be good enough to keep you in games, though. And they should be. And I think that the, the real key for Washington, really the writing's on the wall for Del Rio. I mean, he's got a really good paper defense right now. Yeah. And if they underachieve again, has the well, time passed him by? I think the defense was played well last year. I think he As did the really, season went I on. Think, I think he did a pretty good job. Like I said, they're not dominant in any area. They're not. But I think they're good enough – on defense to keep you in games. I guess my thought is this. As a realistic, logical fan, I look at that and I say, if I'm going into a season with Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett, I'm thinking maximum you're going to win is six games. Maybe. Wouldn't surprise me. But then the fan in me does exactly what you just said. And I go, well, their defense could be top five. I mean, they, they, they could be. They could be. They, they, they've, they've got some parts and pieces there. They've got some playmakers on offense that they could be complete shit for 45 minutes of that game. But one quarter's worth of offensive drives, they could put together two or three drives and Dotson or McLaurin or, you know, um, uh, Gibson or Robinson can break one. And next thing you know, you're up 17-14 and you shouldn't be. Right. You know, is that enough to win nine or ten games? I don't think so. But – the league is so tight, and you nailed it. Nobody's running away with anything as good as KC and Philly are on paper. There are plenty of teams that are nipping at their heels, and there's plenty of teams in that middle ground that are going to be competitive with everybody. Well, I think the 17-game season has made this a really even more of a parity league than it was before. I, mean, I think Washington, Washington will not score probably over 20 a handful of times, but I don't think the other team will score much more than 20, you know. Yeah, I think you're always going to be in the game in the fourth quarter, and they're going to win some, probably lose. I mean, I don't think they're going to have a winning record, but they could be like eight and nine and sneak sure. into the playoffs. Sure, right now, we, as a fan, and let's just say they're a lame duck <clears throat> uh, coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think they are, and they're just playing out the season to set it up for the next guys, and then they're going to go on their merry way wherever that may be. Right? Would you prefer, as a fan, in a very top-heavy draft in 2024? To go eight and nine and just miss the playoffs, or would you rather the wheels come off and you go four and thirteen and you end up with a top six pick? Well, I would. I mean, 
It's tanking, a tough one, right? Tanking hardly ever works. And I'm not saying tanking. I'm yeah. saying they could legitimately try really hard and only win four games. Well, I mean, <laughs> I just want them to try really hard. If they win four games, they win four games. I mean, obviously, I know what you're saying, right? They, they need to be at or near the top. Uh, I don't think they're bad enough. I think their defense is too good to be the worst team in the league. I, I, I think so, right? too. I, I just, think, you know, but I, I think they'll win six. I think they go six and ten or seven and well, six, or six and eleven. Six or seven. and eleven will probably get you in the top eight picks, right? So yeah, I guess so. Um, I mean, I think Arizona's really bad um, going forward. I'm not sure Cleveland's very good. Yeah, but um, they got talent. Yeah, I mean everybody everybody can win. Like <laughs> you're right, man. It is a fucking close league, isn't it? Well, that's what they want. Right? All the oh, pairing. for sure. So yeah, I mean, I don't expect. I mean, the best case scenario is eight and nine. I think it'll probably be more like what you're talking about. I think we're both talking about the same thing because, yeah. Yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah. you know, a missed field goal here, a missed field goal there. Sure. Now you're winning a game by one where you thought you were going to lose. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, turn over here, turn over there. Yeah, that type of stuff. Um, I, I think, and what I, what I would like to see is after the season, right, there'll probably be a house cleaning thing mm-hmm. where, you know, all, everybody's gone New decision makers are, are are stepping up. I don't know about Jason Wright or anything like that, um, but my guess is that's going to that's going to be. I assume there'll be a house cleaning of all oh, areas. I would think so. And let yeah. this guy bring. I mean, he he doesn't know football maybe, but he knows sports, so he knows people who know sports. Mm-hmm. Right. So you need to sign contracts, and you need to have TV rights and all that stuff, and for every other sport. So he's got a he's got some experience dealing with that stuff. Sure. Um, you know, I just it makes air it makes the enemy's choice to come to Washington a little bit more questionable. Like, yeah, what are you doing? Right, because it's not like Josh Harris has to take him as a coach. No, right? No, no, no. And if he really wants to prove that he was the guy, um, that's why I thought they would take Dalton. I'm, even until they drafted Forbes, you, you I were on they the were Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. yeah, because he's what Eric Bieniemy does. Right. Well, he was he was one of the few real dynamic players at his position that would probably be available. No, I mean, yeah, he but and, and, he's that he's what he's what Kelsey does. I, I, no, I agree. Kelsey I mean, doesn't it was, block. We we he's, talk about the yeah. right fit for the right team. I, you had convinced me. You know, I I really thought that I'm like he is the right fit for this team. Right. I mean, I th- I thought that he was since everybody said he was like a Kelsey sort of clone, maybe mm-hmm. a poor man's Kelsey. That's that's who you take. Right. And. I thought he would be able to convince Rivera that that's where we're going to go, but apparently not. Yeah. So. All right. So before we uh, before we sign off for the week here, um, how did W W V U do in the draft? Did they? I think they had one guy. Got it. There is still go. Oh, but I'll say this though. Switching gears completely. I don't know what the fuck has happened at W U. <laughs> But their basketball team next year is fucking loaded. Loaded. I have no idea where they got all this money to sign these people. <laughs> like the football team, they are signing transfers from like Old Dominion. Like right. dudes just like Central Connecticut State. So right. what I mean, do we have no money for these guys? But you got But the basketball team gets Jesse Edwards. Yep. Right, they get uh, the point guard from Arizona, mm-hmm. and then they get this dude from Montana State who everybody wanted. Yep. Who, like, I saw some of his film. He reminds me of Steve Francis. Like, what the fuck? Apparently, I'm sure they're great issues, right? Right. Um, but he was a top hundred pick sure. coming out of yeah. Uh, no, no. I, that, they are I fucking loaded. And I'm like, how the fuck are they getting all this money? Because they got pissed off that Maryland beat him in the tournament. That's what happened. I'm <laughs> probably sure it didn't. Hunter Dickinson. Do we hear anything? Not yet. Not nothing official. But if he doesn't go to Kansas, he's an idiot. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, so Maryland, Maryland did really well in the football draft. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah did. lots of guys. Duncan and, and went l- lower than I thought he would. I thought though. so too. I think he, I think he was just a tad slow. Yeah, you know, in his pro day and at the combine and stuff. There's some, but, there's some kids that you know, if you don't get a good feel, and just like, I mean, he, yeah, maybe for whatever reason, off the field, on the field. I don't sure, know. sure. The guys dropped. I thought he would go a little bit higher, but uh, um, the kicker went. Um, and I thought, uh, you know, Raheem Jared. I thought he was going to go. Yep. Uh, I thought. Demas was going to go, but you know, it's, it's all see those guys. I think have a better chance to, to catch on and make a team. Well, it's better not to be drafted. And yes. once you hit the seventh round, you I almost would say want the free if I was an age, out. I would say, don't draft me. Cause yeah. I don't want to get pigeonholed into some, 
some uh, team right. that ha- if I'm a receiver that has four wide receivers, but people may like my. Well, ability. you saw where Demas got picked up, right? Yeah, where Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. So I'd want to be able to pick where I'm going. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Yeah, um, but no, I mean uh, Jalen Duncan went. Um, Spencer Anderson, another offensive lineman. Yeah, and then he went had, first, right? Now he went the first out of all the Maryland people. No, well, no. Um, Deontay Banks. Deontay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah Banks I, was the I one. Forgot about that. Um, and then um, Jacorian Bennett, then Anderson, then Duncan, and Rylan. Actually, I think Rylan went before him, the kicker. Yeah, yeah he went like the fifth round to the Patriots. Like, good for Maryland. Man. Yeah, man. I was I was glad for them, dude. For you know, um, and it was cool because. Uh, um, Deontay Banks showed up at the uh, spring game on Saturday, you know, with his Giants gear on and stuff. Right. And that, you know, that's awesome for, yeah. for a team that, you know, you know it's funny because <clears throat> with how little overall success they have on the football field comparatively to other Big Ten teams, they're usually up there with putting guys in the pros that stick. Yeah. You know, Maryland's got a lot of active pros. It's it's crazy. And before we sign off, we have to give a props to the Damascus kid, Brian Brzee, going 30th to New Fuck Orleans. Fuck yeah, man. In the big easy. Brian, I hope uh, hope you do well. Yeah. I hope you keep your head about you. And uh, that's a that's a hell of an opportunity, man. Yeah, man. That's pretty cool for our That's fucking town. awesome. Yep. yep. First rounder from uh, little old Damascus, little man. Little old Damascus, man. Well, cool, bro. You got anything else for the week? Yep. You gonna be uh, you gonna stay up late tonight and watch uh, the the Dallas Stars and the uh... <laughs> if you define late to like nine thirty yeah yeah they t- they 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 drop the puck at nine thirty he yeah, might he I'm might done. catch it I won't even <laughs> uh, nah so it should be fun man next round of uh, NHL again tonight um, hopefully we'll have some word on Hunter Dickinson here we can talk about that next week yeah um, and then uh, and then we kind of get into the doldrums a little bit until uh, NHL free agency kicks off. Yeah. So, as West Virginia fans say on my message board, God, I can't wait till basketball season. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we just fast forward through football season? That's they're when was the last so, time that happened in Morgantown? So fucking bad this year. Oh, uh, my God. you said that last year too, and, and they, they were bad. and they weren't great. So, yeah. eh, all right, fair enough. All right, wings, beers, and tears. Peace. Later. <laughs>